Hello, all ballers in pajamas and all football fans across the world. What an exciting day of football we have had yesterday with the EPL being concluded on the final day and Manchester City winning it just by the nail, just by the last moment in the match. Liverpool tried their best, gave them a fight till the very end after trailing for about, what, 14 points uh, somewhere in December. And it came to a grand finale, and it was so exciting. Today on the panel, we have Jehan, myself, Lokesh, and Nihar to discuss about the EPL. What is your first reaction, boys? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, I was at the cricket stadium watching an IPL, boring IPL match, but <laughs> I entire time Hotstar was on. I eventually made some friends over there who had their Hotstars on with different matches. Me being a Man United fan, I was not even watching that game because I was expecting of a very horrendous result. But yep, Manchester City were completely down and out till around 68-69 minutes. But that substitution, super substitution by Pep Guardiola to bring on Ikal Gundogan turned out to be the biggest and the most precious substitution, I guess. It will be, he will be remembered for a very long, long time. I mean, after he was brought on, there were, you could see Manchester City were literally boosted up at least by 20-30%, like to what they were playing. So, I mean, unbelievable. That guy is coming and scoring a header and then assisting to Rodri and then scoring the winner. I mean, it exactly reminded of the Sergio Aguero vibes. Exactly after 10 years. Uh, and it went down to, yes, Liverpool did, I mean, fight a lot. I mean, as you said, 14-point lead, which was cut down to just one solitary point. And Liverpool were on course to win the title also when, you know, when they were one, when they were drawing 1-1 and when City were losing. But, yep. and eventually Mo Salah coming in and thought he scored the winner for the title. But unfortunately, City came back and literally they stole the title away from Liverpool. So, it was a fairy tale ending. I mean, Premier League, it is indeed the one of the like most precious league in the world and most the most watched league in the world. So yep. it, it just it was a beautiful fairy tale. I mean, thank goodness City won it at least tolerable. But <laughs> nonetheless, Liverpool did have a very, very good season because as Pep Guardiola said, they mm-hmm. he has never seen a team like Liverpool in his life who helped them get better and better every season. So Yes, indeed so. Uh, Nihar. Well, Nihar. Is, uh, so, pretty much yes. pretty exciting day. I mean, I never really thought that uh, Aston Villa will give a fight to City. But yeah. the only time Liverpool are actually on top of the table are for that how to say 10-15 seconds where we are told that their second goal didn't count. Apart yes. from that, by the time Mo Salah scored, I guess, when he's celebrating near to the fans, like that Sergio Aguero moment he had, one fan was yes. telling that City are already three up. So, I think Mo Salah <laughs> would be disappointed. So, I mean, it's a pretty wild ending. Yes. I mean, City coming back, like scoring three in five minutes is like crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's my take. I mean, regarding this title, you know, no ending. True, true. Yep. I didn't expect Salah to uh, be playing the match also. It was a surprise when I heard that he's come on and uh, he's good. But yes, with uh, City, as Pep uh, mentioned, 
Liverpool has pushed them to do better. I don't think City also would have been as good uh, if not for Liverpool, right? Yep, I don't think because as far as I remember in the 2019-20 season when Liverpool were on a rampage mode, you know, winning 26-27 games in a row and then City were, you know, a little haphazard then losing games in between. They were still challenging for the title but they were way off Liverpool. I mean, they didn't come and pressurise Liverpool at all. Like, they had a 9 or a 10-point, Liverpool had a 9-10-point lead at the top for a very long time and then there was no, absolute nothing from Manchester City that time. So, I don't think if this was vice versa, if, you know, Liverpool were maybe leading the title or City wouldn't have been, you know, handling this kind of pressure. But yeah, they can obviously defend, as we say, because Manchester City were leading the table for a very long time. For around seven to eight, six to seven months, they were leading the table. So, I they, yeah, they, the lead eventually cut down to one solitary point at the end. But still, they, they know how to come back and, you know, hold off that one point. True, right? Uh, and... There was so much talk about uh, Liverpool being the mentality monsters and uh, being able to get get through games or get the job done even if they do not play particularly well. But City, always they have shown that they have another gear to get to, right? For them to go ahead. And I think, it, do you think uh, City are a little, are as good as uh, Liverpool in being strong characters and having strong mentality? Well, it's a 50-50 thing over here. It's a very 50-50 thing over here because we've seen them fighting each each game whenever they play head-to-head also. Like City, Liverpool in Champions League, Liverpool coming on top. City, Liverpool coming in Carabao, Liverpool again coming on top. But in Premier League, we have seen City thrashing Liverpool, Liverpool thrashing City. So, you know, it's a very 50-50 thing over here. And even when it comes to Premier League, it is still 50-50 because you don't know which team can go on top, which team can come second. So, because if Liverpool are scoring, if winning over your City are winning, like they are scoring five goals, or Liverpool scoring three goals, Liverpool City will score five and come with a bang. So, you know, it's a very True. interesting thing. But again, a very interesting point you mentioned. If uh, Liverpool were leading, you don't see City actually coming back and, uh, you know, catching up to them if there was a 10 or 14 point lead. City right. eventually dropped a lot of points but, this season, you know, unnecessary points this season we have had mm-hmm. seen because they lost, like, they, they blew the chance to win against West Ham. Yeah, they did come back after being tunneled down, but eventually Riyad Mahrez, you know, missing that crucial penalty, I don't think it would have, you know, count. The, if he had he scored that penalty, I don't think yeah, it would have been such a nail I mean, Liverpool were having games in hand. You can't really say that City were literally having 14 point advantage at any point. They did point. They did, they did lose games, yeah, Nihar. Because see, I'll tell you, they did drop points, but yeah, I mean, not. They didn't bottle fourteen point lead at any point. They didn't have that cushion. They had something on eight point lead. I think yeah, they didn't have eight point. Yes, that, but that's again a considerable point to see, right? Um, because the matches were postponed. Liverpool had to play a lot of games uh, in a stretch, and say two games in hand was like six points. So it is still eight, nine points uh, lead. It's pretty good, no? No, no, but uh, uh, like, you know, highlighting also Liverpool are unbeaten at Anfield once again, you know. In four of the yeah. last five seasons, they are unbeaten. Only the season they were beaten were last season, there were six defeats at Anfield. So, and apart from that, since the last five years, they have just lost six games. So, that's a tremendous thing again. So, Liverpool yeah. and they also had a win streak of 17 to 18 games. So, I think highlighting the point, Liverpool was slightly the better team. But City, of course, mm-hmm. they went on rampage mode. They did lose 
they were just a bit off track in between but eventually we know how city bounce back city always do bounce back so another interesting thing uh, pep has won four of the last five uh, premier leagues how dominant is he how good of a manager is he let's listen from nihar the ex barca coach and as you always say pep is the greatest manager i mean he did prove himself i mean he's winning four out of five like in the premier league I mean he literally made a farmer league in a way come on man. four out of five is too <laughs> much i mean PSG didn't win last four out of five league events they won only three out of last five league events right yeah so, that's true he is dominating and he is bound to dominate next season too with you know he literally won this league with 93 points with no proper designated striker and now he is getting the one of the generational talents and one of the most exciting talents from south america julian alvarez and erling haaland so Yes. It's pretty evident that they're going to win it again. I mean, could be right because he, what is what is being shown now is that he's able to rebuild a team. There can be uh, quite a few people who would leave, not because they're not good enough, but probably because they need another challenge, or being in the same setup is too exhaustive now, even for Pep. Uh, and how difficult do you think, or how easy do you think uh, Pep will be able to manage this transition of rebuilding? Just a winning team. It will team. be easy. Not... See, the players which they bought at City were never superstars. I mean, you can see Bernardo Silva. What's his name? I mean, Gundogan or uh, Semares. These were never superstars at previous clubs. They were good players, very good players, potential and everything. You got them. I mean, except for Grealish, I don't think any of them literally were like way costly or something. I mean, Grealish is the only one who is hundred million for them. Their record, right? Yes. He developed them. He got them. Same thing he'll do. I mean, other fifty, sixty million they'll spend on someone. Like say moderately good. I mean, we don't hear very great about them. And even one or two seasons, I mean, two seasons, they will be known as a world class under Pep. I mean, say, say imagine Juventus agreed to you know take Danilo in place of Chancelo, a swap deal back then, because they didn't believe Chancelo yeah. was such a good player. What did Pep do? Chancelo is one of the best players in the planet right now. So he will develop. It's not like a big thing for him, and it's not like he he can develop only world class stars or something. He can take a Normal, not known player, and he can still develop him into a superstar. So you say that um, if you give him a half decent or a half uh, good player, and if he's got good mentality and putting in the work, he will only improve under Pep. And also, the technical skills required. Pep generally don't buy anyone. I mean, he looks for some technical qualities, and technical. he generally goes for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jehan. Let's. I would like to know your opinion for them to go forward. Uh, he so Nihar mentioned he's uh, the greatest manager as such, but why do you think they're still struggling? Do you in uh, the Champions League? Do you see them doing better next next season? Uh, last last two seasons they were pretty good. I mean, uh, they were really good. Last yeah. season they lost out on a final because they didn't play proper yep. stadium. This season it would have been they would have reached final. But we'll see. Those can't really matter. Experience, 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 experience also matters too. Yep. In the exactly. Full of. It's not that easy. It's first time when you see the first time jitters will be there when you're playing the CL final. They all they have that already. The experience yeah. in the back. And Real Madrid, as I said, they pick moments at particular moments, and they just get those moments right for them. And yeah, they went through because no. I mean, if you can see the both the ties of Real Madrid, last three knockout ties. I mean, even overall PSG dominated them. Chelsea dominated yeah. them, even Man City dominated them. But still, Real chose to pick those moments and come out 
victorious at the end. So, so that is they they, they they handled they the Champions them, League, but still yeah, they lost. They they have handled the Champions League pressure always. We have seen that is what Man City. You know they have that mindset okay. in their head that you know they have not won the Champions League, and you know that pressure will always keep being building until until they win it finally. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess that is the only point because according to me, City will be on charge for sure for next title next year for the Champions League title rather than the Premier League. Premier League, obviously, they will go for it and obviously love to defend it. Three like six, six, fifth title in six years, it will be if they win it. And for Champions League, I guess they have bought the right source, I guess, from Borussia Dortmund, Erling Haaland, the goal machine. I mean, obviously, under Pep Guardiola, he's going to be something unstoppable. As predicted, as you know, how we know how Erling Haaland is, he produces two, uh, one two goals in each and every match he plays. He's averaging. He already scored eighty eight goals for Borussia Dortmund in just eighty one games. So you know you can't even imagine that. So that's obviously more than a goal scored every game. So it's something which no like if it, these days players don't do. And yeah, he is a slight of an injury prone guy, but you know we can expect a lot from him, especially in the Champions League. Don't know about the Premier. Obviously, Premier League. He's going to be running riot for sure and giving some tough competitions for the Golden Boot. But yeah, Champions League. I can root for City if they sign proper CDM. Obviously, they will eventually. We know how Pep and the board are in terms of signing talented and world class players. So yeah, if they get their slots right, if they they already letting Gabriel Jesus off as per the rumor stands, and you know they've got Erling Haaland in his place, so. If they get the right CDM in place for Fernandinho and a proper like, maybe we could see a Bernardo or a Riyad Mahrez leaving City on a high. As again the rumors stretch, so they could again get a good right winger. And I guess yeah, they are they are pretty much well. I guess they can just sort them out and they can have a proper team because we are known City each and every they have a backup for each and every position. So mm-hmm. if they have if they tick those boxes, I guess they could win the treble. They could, they could, uh, but we don't want that, do we, as United fans? Oh <laughs> uh, no, of course not. But that is obviously a very far-fetched <laughs> thing right now. I mean, at least yeah. a normal silverware title will get us like an FA Cup or a Carabao would be a very big thing. Yes. Five years from now that we have touched a silverware. So, yeah. uh, okay, um, but then again, okay, uh, this one to Nihar. What do you do? You think? There will be a better uh, fight in terms of at least top two, top three next season. With uh, if Conte stays in Tottenham, do you think he can do better? Can Chelsea do better? And United, I, I think don't think so right now. But my what next do you top say for the four would be like the same present top four with again City topping it, Liverpool close second, and I think Spurs will come third now. And I see this is the point third, where I, don't, I can't comment on Chelsea right now because I honestly don't know how the new owners are going to buy. Will they be lavish yeah. or will they be like, you know, obnoxious assholes? We really don't know. Because already their entire defense is getting revamped right now. And see, Tuchel can't do anything if he don't have the players at, you know, at his helm. So, by chance, if they get good players, because they are planning to buy Yules Kunda, I mean, if they can manage to get very good players, I definitely think Chelsea are a top four contender. So, I mean, the present top four wouldn't change according to me. I don't think Arsenal might push that hard considering they have to play Europa. And obviously, this season is they didn't play any European competition, so next season is going to be an extra burden for them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Your thoughts, uh, Jehan? Do you see any change in the top four? Any more fight? 
Uh, I would love to see United in the top four at least for at least a fourth position will do as to how things stand. And obviously, it's a very new new era under era Eric Ten Hag, and you know we don't know which all players are going to leave. I mean, we know quite a players who yeah. are going to leave the squad, and there are a lot of rumors again of United signing quite a few four five at least. So we don't really we can't really expect a very instant impact from them. But I will at least say. A top four finish will be a very very good season, but apart from that, yep, as Niar said, the top three will be the same for me. City topping the table, Liverpool coming second, and Chelsea coming third. But yeah, I'm again a little skeptical about uh, Chelsea again because of the financial crisis. I mean, since that happened, they were very very they had a very very shaky end to the season. I mean, they lost quite a few games, they drew quite a few games, and you know, yesterday also they just scraped through Watford at the very end. And you know they lost against Brentford at home. Then that's that's not something which we know Thomas Tuchel Chelsea is capable of because they are the European champions last season. And you know they won the Super Cup as well, they won the Club World Cup too. So, you know, they are Correct. a good 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 team. But again, players leaving. We have known Antonio Rudiger is set to join Real Madrid, and uh, we have yeah. seen maybe Marcus Alonso leaving. Those are the back line. Everybody is trying to rate Chelsea. As much as they can, and Lukaku will be mostly off because of the poor run in form. And obviously, the 120 million is obviously down the drain completely. <laughs> out. Yeah, and even Kai Havertz wasn't able to fire and you know live up to expectations. So, um, yeah, again, little skeptical about Chelsea, but Spurs, yes, mm-hmm. as Niar said, they are they are looking good, and obviously the Champions League, they are back in the Champions League, and they'll get that extra. So a few million extra for that, and they'll be boosted up and under Conte. I don't see Conte leaving at least, if the mm-hmm. at least till December. At least if they are having, really can we can at least judge Spurs by December as to how things are going for them. But yeah, and as of now, not a chance. I mean, you got Tottenham from tenth to fourth, so that's yeah. a very very. They were below United at once, around six seven points below United. I mean, and yeah. have to finish above them and finish fourth. In the last ma- last two match days, so I guess, yep, he can. They can do something, and they can sign some good good players. I don't know about yes. competing the title just in far fetch of mm-hmm. City and Liverpool because they do those two are in a very different league. So, yeah, I guess these four. I guess City, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, or Spurs, and Man United. I would like to see as the top four. Well, okay, uh, that's interesting for next season's uh, EPL. Uh, hopefully, it is as exciting and. Uh, all the teams are a lot more consistent, at least, uh, in the top six. six. We hope for that. And talking about this season again, coming back, uh, Son is the Golden Boot winner. What do you make of him? I think he's the first South Asian player to win the yep, Golden he Boot. Is, he, yes, on the last day, he overtook very, Mohamed Salah. Yes. I'm very happy for uh, Son. Salah was leading for like... Every match and every season, every match of the season, he was leading in terms of goals and assists. But Son, you know, kept pressure on him by scoring goals and good crucial goals. And then eventually, he, yeah. he, they literally came out on top. And he, he, he was he, he just he was lucky, lucky enough. Was at Norwich, a depleted last place Norwich, who were literally you know dead and relegated to the Championship, and they just ran right. And Son Heung-min, we know, is a world-class player. That's first first South Asian guy to win a Golden Boot. I mean, tremendous effort. He has already won a Puskas Award as well. So correct. Oh, I mean, that the goal. The guys, had, yeah, against Burnley, against Burnley. Yes. Yep. 
Correct, correct. Really, really happy for him uh, as such. And let's talk about the relegation battle. I think this was one of the very few or rare times that a team that started in the relegation zone ended up surviving in Leeds United and Burnley goes down. What do you make of that, Jihan? Uh, Happy I was, for Leeds yeah, or sad um, for Burnley? I mean, obviously being a Man United fan, I would obviously not be happy seeing Leeds back in the Premier League. But yeah, they no, survived you, really well. Being in the league should be good, man. They're not challenging yeah, yeah, they are us. Fine. They're not challenging us. I mean, that history has gone long back. But yeah, yeah, they ended up surviving in the Premier League, which is a very big achievement for them, for sure. I mean, up to some point when, you know, when Leeds had scored the goal, it was ruled out. And then Brentford had equalized and Burnley were, you know, equalized and Burnley were in the Premier League for a very long time. And Leeds right. were almost gone. Like you were saying it was dead. But then, you know, they came out of nowhere. I mean, they scored the goal in the, at the very death. And we could see the scenes were mad at Brentford. Yes. And, you know, it was a hard break for Burnley when Newcastle had literally thumped them. And they were absolutely no competition. But, yeah, Burnley, they had, I think they did a real big mistake by sacking Shondice mid-season. They shouldn't have done that. Shondice was a manager who could have maybe, you know, done something and maybe saved them because he has saved Burnley quite a few times. They were a good team in the Premier League, you know, beating quite a few Top teams they have beaten Liverpool, they have beaten Man United, they have beaten, they have drawn with Manchester City, beaten Arsenal. So you know they have, they are a team who could really challenge these big teams. And under it was all under Sean Dice and the very limited amount of money he had got, and he made that team look real, real wild. So you know they were a good mid-table team, but again, as to say that they were very unlucky, they shouldn't have sacked Sean Dice. I mean that was a turning point for them. But yeah, but from that, yeah, I'm happy for Leeds. They survived and. Hoping for a good thing, but uh, again said, Rafina and Calvin Phillips, these guys who are rumoured to be exiting the club will obviously have a very high price tag for now because they survived the Premier League. And true, yeah, it's, it'll be a good, it'll be an interesting window. So yeah, that's my take. True, true. Actually, yeah, uh, staying in the uh, top flight does have its value and perks. Uh, Nihar, what anything to add on to the relegation battle? Well, I was rooting for Leeds to get relegated anyway. But still, Burnley going down is pretty good because <laughs> considering the shit football they play, uh, God, pretty much the same other two teams. I thought really Newcastle will go down in January, but they are actually good. At some point, they were eight in the table. I mean, yeah. last month, I guess. So. But it's pretty much no nonsense affair on the last day. So that's bad. that's no, pretty much no not bad, right? Newcastle finished eleventh. Uh, yeah, they were they were at, they were twentieth and nineteenth for so long in the Premier League. Correct. Yeah, I think the takeover has helped them uh, in Jan, right? Booster. Jan of February. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. happened. Uh, they kind of did have a good turnaround. They kind of they beat Arsenal right. also recently, right? Uh, which I was hoping for. But, <laughs> but you know, Lokesh, I'm happy that Burnley is gone because they were a real headache for Man United. I mean, you know, they always <laughs> used to frustrate United, especially at Old Trafford. You know, they have they had won yeah. the last three games out of five at Old Trafford, <laughs> drawing one of them. You know, it was quite it was quite frustrating. And in recent at Turf Moor also, they held United again. You know, yeah. for a frustrating draw. So it it was a pretty it is good that that a big headache has gone for sure. Yeah, that big physical bullish kind of team. Uh, all right. Um, even I wanted uh, uh, Leeds to stay and Burnley to kind of go because they kind of uh, don't really have 
more i think they're looking for that change probably why they uh, sacked shon dice and they're looking for something else but unfortunately the call did not go well for them so they will have to rebuild you know, play through the championship and fight their way back which we know it can take some time or uh, let's see if they are able to come back but i'm happy i'm also looking forward to see who are the next three teams to come and continuing on that uh, let's talk about arsenal here mm, very uh, hot and cold uh, form throughout the season uh, like i know especially in uh, fantasy premier league every time i've taken Ars- a player from arsenal jehan has laughed at me <laughs> and he's like why bro <laughs> they are going to screw up and they always do but then after that they get some points just what do you make of their season what do you want to look forward for them in the coming season Fine. as well but the the horrendous start they had at losing three in a row conceding 15 goals in the first three games i mean it just some that summed up their season we thought like arsenal will get relegated we want fans wanted arteta <laughs> to be sacked for but then yeah they had a very good run in the at the end i mean they started winning games and you know started slowly slowly climbing up the table they were in top 10 at by december and then you know they started winning games at regular intervals they gave tough fights to the top 6 as well they scored goals and you know they had a winning run of some say 10 to 12 games and they won so that that was a turning point for them and yeah eventually they were trying to get to top four they were in the top four for a very long time mm-hmm. and but unfortunately as we know arsenal being arsenal as i had stated at the start of the season they won't last long i mean they don't had kind of handle that pressure you know they get carried away oh we are winning 13 14 wins and now we are going to top four we are going champions league is going to be back again and all so again that thing got into their head and obviously they slipped up big time so yeah they just oh. being arsenal and after all the effort they are again going to play europa i mean it doesn't make sense at all but they yeah, are good good spirits from michael arteta and his team i mean considered considering the players they had i mean they let go of obameyang in january so and they yeah. got to consider the uh... issues they had internally and they kind of uh, sorted that out and they you know this is um, the board and the manager also have uh, stuck together supported and gotten the team out of that rut uh, you know in a bad phase and yeah. right now if you see the team is very young as well so very young team but very interesting team it seems but you know the yeah. fun fact over here is when as soon as michael ateta and his assistant signed the new new three year deal with arsenal i mean they started stepping So, you know that is the irony over here they were in the top four they had a four point or four or five point lead over tottenham at by like say match day 34 they just started stepping miserably they lost to newcastle they beat chelsea i thought they are surely into top four now because they were almost going to catch up chelsea they, they had some two, they had just were two points behind them but unfortunately they started being arsenal and they just slipped back to europa so it's like it is what it is yes what it is Nihar, your your final thoughts on uh, Arsenal, uh, the board, the issues, what could happen? Well, I mean, the issues. See, the clearing out happened at the end, I guess. But once they left Abamayang, they really didn't have any of the players who can play the proper striker with Lacazette literally not being that great in front of the goal, though he is good at playmaking or you know being that uh, second striker, but definitely not the primary one. And yeah, the goals dried up, but still somehow they managed to try to be, but the how to say the loss against 3-0 against spurs screwed them and game week 35 i guess and then 36 they lost and 
I mean, the gap was too huge for them to screw up, but still have screwed up at the last at the end. But uh, but I think they're in the right direction because see, the, they're doing it the way the uh, way manager wants and. It is going to yield some results. If you observe the game with the City and Liverpool, they literally made both of this big giant screw. I mean, they lost both the games, but still, Pep and Klopp were literally str- not struggling, but tensed because Arsenal were taking yeah. it to their own so, own half. Even against Chelsea, half. even against mm-hmm. Chelsea, they smashed so, Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. So I think it's going to be good in future for Arsenal, provided they get experienced players. Considering they already have very good young talent, I mean, I think Arsenal fielded the youngest Premier League uh, playing eleven, I guess, this season on an average. Yeah, I think their average so, team uh, age is about twenty-three or twenty-four. Twenty-four, yes, twenty-four something. Uh, so I think it just makes sense that they should go after some experienced personnel who can adapt to the Arteta's tactics. I think they'll do pretty good next season. Well, if not true, true, uh, right? top four, but at least they can go very deep in Europa. Okay. So, uh, yes. Lokesh, let's conclude this episode. Uh, we'll record another episode for Serie A. Yep. Uh, okay, I just wanted to get to final final thoughts on West Ham uh, here. I was just seeing the table. So, United Thank and God, West Ham, uh, both of them have one win in the last five uh, games. Three losses and one draw. How bad have would West Ham be feeling right now to be missing out on uh, Europa League? Man, Lokesh, I mean, I am literally ashamed that we are, you know, fighting for the Europa place and we are in the league of West Ham United. I mean, they just came back and, to Premier League three, four years back. I mean, it's a it's a, it's a very miserable thing right now to even talk about that. You know, we should be thinking about the top three right now, and we are thinking like, oh, we are above West Ham United. West wow, Ham, yeah. yeah, we we are we just scraped through in the Euro, we we scraped through the sixth in the table. We like again, this United lost that game miserably again, again. So West and West Ham United they again were relied upon West Ham United to lose that game. So again, West Ham did lose the game, but yeah, it was very very bad. West Ham. Let's talk about West Ham. West Ham were having a very good season up until classic season. They were and in top four for a off. very long time. They were in a top yes. four in a very, very long time. I don't know what happened to them. Obviously, maybe that mentality of being in top four for a long time, they didn't have that Could you know, kind sustain. of... Yeah, they couldn't sustain it because they need... It's still a good fight for them in the Premier League since the last two seasons. We have seen them coming up brilliantly. I mean, David Moyes has changed the mentality of the entire to squad he has handled substitutions very well you know won games and played freely and they have they have you know they were fearless against the top six i mean yeah that was something that was something to talk about yeah yeah they were they slipped out very well i mean a very emotional farewell to mark noble as well on a very brilliant Mm. brilliant career at west ham more than 550 games He's played. True, true. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, very, very good. Fair, emotional ending. I mean, they would have loved to be in Europa for sure, but nonetheless, confidence would do good for them, for a team like them. And they could eventually, you know, be, lift that title right now. I guess I can see them as favorites to win it already next season. Okay. Yes. Uh, I actually felt bad. I actually wanted West Ham to finish uh, sixth. I thought they would win yesterday and finish above United, but the God favors. Uh, uh, the the mighty or the fools at times. So, you know, United is in uh, Europa League. So, anyways, on that note, we'll talk about United in another episode. I think we can have, we can talk about them for an entire hour and we'll still not be done. So, let's not continue. I think let's wrap up this uh, episode with the title uh, champions, Manchester City again. Kudos to them. 
uh, a brilliant uh, season they've had 93 points goal difference of 73 without a striker uh, a central striker that too followed by liverpool who gave them a brilliant fight had their own issues uh, unlucky a little bit because it was not in their hands and the rest have been fighting it out third fourth and fifth spots being a little inconsistent uh, and relegation battle was also went till the end of the final match day overall it has been an exciting and a very nice uh, season i thoroughly enjoyed it i think everyone enjoyed it um, and signing off on that note thank you all you ballers see you on another episode